the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well, 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 welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. This is kind of a cool one today because we are looking right down the barrel of show number two. 34. 234, it's one of those counting ones. So I'm just going to start off the show today by uh, saying that our word of the week is chronological, which uh, means to do stuff in uh, an order. And so since our order is, or our show number is a counting number, I forgot to go with chronological for the show word of the week this week. I am the Bowtie Guy, your host. You can check me out on Instagram and look at the bow tie that I'm wearing today. Uh, because it is getting to be a cooler time of the year. So I've um, been retiring the Hawaiian shirts and going back to the bow ties. So I decided to take a picture for the show today and put it up on the Instagram. Uh, You can find us all over the place on the interwebs. We're on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We're on uh, Reddit. I actually got some traction on Reddit this week. Uh, It was kind of fun. I went on to Reddit and posted on our subreddit and... uh, Got some people to reply to some stuff. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and I'd like for you guys to do the same thing. Just uh, you know, look us up on uh, Messed Up Ministries as a subreddit and uh, just let us know what you think. You know, Join in the conversation. It's a lot more fun to have a conversation with other people than just with yourself. And I say that sitting in my living room doing a podcast by myself uh, again. Uh, Bev is still gone to Tennessee. She'll be back in a couple weeks, so we'll be hearing her lovely voice, and I will be anxious to have the house not be so cotton-pick and lonely and empty. Uh, but in the meantime, it's me. Uh, we've got each other, and uh, I guess that'll have to do for now. Uh, so welcome to the show. I want to tell you that you can get a hold of me if you um, send email by emailing bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you want to call me or text me, it's 760-608-1942. If you're interested in becoming a uh, financial supporter of the show and of the ministry, there's a couple ways you can do that. First is our text to give, which is uh, by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA, and that will help uh, do the Lord's work in prisons around you. And uh, the other way is to join our Patreon by going to Mess It Up Podcast and uh, hitting the uh, the button that says Become a Patron, and that will take you to uh, our Patreon giving site, and you can uh, go ahead and sign up that way, and uh, we'll say thank you very much for that. Um, I want to tell you that... Uh, you know, this is a ministry. And Hebrews 13, 3, it says, remember those in prison as if you were bound to them and those who are mistreated as if you were suffering with them. And so I want you to just remember that it is biblical to uh, think about the people in prison. And what we're trying to do with Messed Up Ministries is help guys who are going uh, coming out of prison, help the families of people who are incarcerated, bring awareness uh, to their situation to people, and also to help provide Uh, services and education to families and inmates alike. Um, It's really a a great thing for us to be involved with the ministry. And one of the cool things that has happened because of 
our uh, Celebrate Recovery ministry on the streets is we've been giving a, given a really uh, amazing opportunity to have access to a building that is a, a rather old building. It's going to need some work. And um, I was just talking to a realtor today about the building. We have uh, put in a bid for this building and the bid has been accepted. And um, we're hopefully going to be closing on that building in the beginning of October or beginning of November. Um, But what we're going to need is we're going to need help uh, fixing this building up and and, and bringing it up to date, um, taking care of uh, bathrooms and stuff like that, and just um, putting some paint on the walls, fixing the floors, that type of thing. And uh, we could really use help to run this building that will be a a place for our ministry to operate and to provide services, to have celebrate recovery, and uh, to have a little studio for the podcast as well. And uh, so I'm inviting you to join us in doing this, uh, this project. And one of the easiest ways for you to do it, especially if you're not here in Ridgecrest, is just to support us financially because we are going to need money for supplies and to um, operate the building. We, we have some money saved up uh, for a little bit of a runway, but I'd, I'd like to make it so that we are not um, spending into our savings, but we are um, earning money on, uh, on this building uh, in advance. So if you'd like to join us, I really would like to ask you to prayerfully consider doing that. What I'm hoping to do is be able to raise about $1,000 a month to pay for the renovations and the insurance and, and maintenance on the building. And, uh, and that starts with you, uh, fine listeners. So if you would like to join us in our building project, uh, you can connect with either of those two giving opportunities and uh, let us know that you're on board. Uh, those are monthly gifts or one-time gifts as well. Uh, the monthly really helps us to plan our budget. Um, but if you'd like to give a one-time gift, that's fine. And these gifts are tax deductible. Uh, it's a great way to uh, get a little thank you from Uncle Sam at the same time as you say um, you're welcome to some inmates and some uh, missionaries and ministers uh, in the prison. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you who uh, join us. And to those who have helped us get this far, I want you to know that all of our donors, your generous donations and support of this podcast and this ministry have made it possible for us to be able to even think about approaching this building. And I'm honored that you've partnered with us in the past. And uh, I'd love to just have you know that your your support is going to a very worthy cause. If you know somebody who's looking to help out in ministry, you know, give them uh, a, a copy of the link for the show and uh, just send it this way. Put it in your, your family uh, group text that you guys might do. Uh, just stick this in and say, hey, something I was listening to today, thought you guys might enjoy it. Um, we could always use the listeners and the support. So uh, enough of me blathering on about that. Um, thank you for those of you who decided to join us. And, and if you haven't, as always, the show is free anyhow, so you can continue to enjoy and share with your your people. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, today, what I wanted to look at was uh, a concept that I heard 
um, when I was watching a show and a guy was in a recovery situation and he was talking about relapse. And what he said was that uh, you might have another relapse left in you, but do you have another recovery? And and what he meant by that was, are you going to be able to keep on pulling yourself up and having God see you through if you keep on stumbling? And I know that part of recovery is relapse. We know that that happens and, and it doesn't have to happen to everybody, but it's not uncommon for people to experience a relapse when they are going through recovery. What we want to do is is help minimize those relapses and try to make it so that there are support systems in place if that does happen. But the difficulty of of going through recovery is the day to day to day, the monotony of it. And and sometimes when you start getting in a lot of clean days and something happens, it can be emotionally draining. Could be a little devastating to people when they when they give stuff back. I I don't know that I'll ever forget the night that uh, that a stranger came into my celebrate recovery meeting and handed me a 17 year chip that they had earned for 17 years of sobriety, and they had had some things happen in their life and they fell off the wagon. They came to a meeting, but it was my great joy to give them a one day chip, a starting over chip, a, a, a chip that said. I'm ready to get my life back on the right track and I'm I'm ready to make a change in my life. And uh, so that was that was that was a, a difficult night for me. And I was fairly new in my recovery when that happened, but it really stuck with me that idea that, you know, we can get back on that horse and, and start again. And and quite honestly, the only chip that I carry with me um, when I have my chips is my one day blue chip because that's the one that just always reminds me, hey. No matter what happens, I can get back on that uh, on that horse and start working towards being in recovery and getting my sanity back uh, once again. Um, so, so that's what I kind of want to talk to uh, talk about today is just that whole idea of of doing recovery and and how we prepare for relapse and and I'll I'll, I'll just start with myself. You know, I I don't want to experience a relapse. And the issue that I'm dealing with right now is codependency. And it's a little hard to look at codependency in the same terms of relapse and sobriety as it is with something that I came into recovery for, like pornography. Because it's hard to say, did I relapse today? Did I do that person a favor because I wanted to or because I needed them to like me? Uh, and, and just to backtrack a little bit, uh, because I haven't talked about it for a while, you know, for, for me, my, my definition of codependency is an addiction to what people think of me. Um, I, I am very addicted to making people like me. And I, I want the people who are important to me to approve of me. And, and that can be very debilitating to me sometimes because I, I pour so much of my energy into getting people to approve of me and my actions that I don't take care of myself or do the things that I need to do to keep myself healthy. So that's, that's a difficult thing to look at is, you know, what are my actual reasons for doing something? Because sometimes it can be okay and sometimes it can be a situation where, you know, that was a relapse. So, so I don't count the days with um, codependency the same way as I count the days with pornography. 
But that being said, it's still something that I don't want to fall backwards into. And I definitely don't want to get back into uh, my pornography addiction and have to start from scratch on that. I know that um, when I was in jail, I had an outdate. And the outdate was in early February of 2002. And I looked forward to that and I kept track of it on a calendar and I counted the days. And then some stuff happened and I caught um, a case while I was still in jail um, for some minor stuff in the jail, but they added 10 days to my sentence. And I thought, gosh, is this, is this ever going to end? You know, because they could just add things like that. And then I finally did get home and then uh, somebody reported me being somewhere where I wasn't supposed to be. And and I wasn't there, but they thought that I was. And so what what happens once you've been in the system, it's real easy to stay in the system. And the police just came and gathered me up and took me to the downtown jail in Bakersfield and said, tell it to the judge. And lo and behold, when the facts were presented, I was released. But I thought to myself, here, I, I'm doing this all over again. I, I was out and now I'm back in. Will this ever end? And I know that relapse can feel that way. Um, because it's just that, that idea of, I, I thought that I had finally found success and I, I've given it up and that's, um, it's a difficult thing to, to deal with mentally and emotionally and even physically. Um, so so how do we deal with that and how do we stay straight? Well, I've got some ideas on that, as I'm sure you uh, might guess. Um, but what I want to do is, is I want to um, throw it to our, our song of the week because I think the song of the week sort of plays into this whole idea as well. And this is one by uh, Mac Powell. It's called New Creation. And, and the reason that I think this song works really well for this is because of that whole idea of being a new creation. And I don't want to talk about this song before I let you hear it. So let me just go ahead and give you 90 seconds of this song. And I'll be back on the other side of it to talk about that, to talk about my thoughts on how we manage ourselves and make sure that we don't have to test to see if we've got another recovery in us. But here's Mac Powell, the former singer of Third Day, with uh, his most current single called New Creation. So how amazing was 
My bevy sure did love some third day back in the day, and uh, she uh, loves Mac Powell too. Uh, we had the, the opportunity to see Mac Powell uh, as a solo artist at the House of Blues um, several years ago, and his opening act was a, a relatively unknown guy at that time named Zach Williams, and it was uh, it was quite a a show. My only real celebrity retweet happened when I put up. Uh, uh, a video of the song that they did together, um, Midnight Rambler, the old Almond Brothers song. And, uh, you know, Max said, somebody better put that on uh, on Twitter. And so I did. <laughs> and uh, and he retweeted it for me. So that was, uh, that's my little claim to fame with Mac Powell. But I love the, uh, the line in the song that actually uh, was in the piece that, that we hear there. It's a little bridge and it says, but it wasn't until I stumbled and made my mistakes that I could know in my soul how amazing was grace. And, you know, before my fall, before I got uh, wrapped up in everything that I got wrapped up in, I thought things were going great and and I thought I had things managed pretty well and, you know, smooth sailing. And then lo and behold, here comes jail. And uh, I find out that what I thought was smooth was really actually pretty rough and, I was not doing as well as I thought that I was. So um, that that line really rings true to me that, you know, when I did fall, I, I found out how amazing God's grace was and is because he, he found me down in the depths and and he gave me a, he gave me a ministry. You know, he gave me a, a story that was his and, and a way to tell it that, yeah, some people don't like me <laughs> a lot. Um, but other people see what I'm doing and and find value in that and and are willing to call me friend. And um, as because I'm a new creation and I'm only a new creation because Christ has made me new. Um, and and we'll do that for all of us. I'm I'm not special in that sense. I am God's favorite, but but so are you. And and He makes all of us new creations uh, through His grace by giving us um, not what we've earned not what we deserve but but what we're worthy of and and that's uh, a new life in him and an eternal um, salvation so very grateful for that there's mac powell with that that this album came out last year in 2021 check it out um if you like uh, the mac powell thing or if you were a third day fan give it a listen there's a lot of good fun stuff on there so uh thank you mac for another another good one um but we were talking about um, this idea of of do I have another recovery in me, and and it makes me just the the, the follow up question I had when I heard that that thought was, can I afford to stop working? And I can't, I can't afford my recovery can't afford to stop working. I've got to be working my steps diligently all the time or I will fail. And my track record proves it because before I worked my steps, I failed. When I started working my steps, I stopped failing. Now, when I'm underwater, I can't breathe. When I come up and start breathing, 
I have oxygen and I can survive. I'm not choking anymore. That doesn't mean because I got the oxygen once I should stop. I got to keep doing the breathing. And just because I found my way into recovery and I've worked my steps and I found healing, that is not a, a message that I should stop. It's like when, you know, you get diagnosed with a disease and then the doctor prescribes you a medication to to help you with that disease, to manage the disease. We don't stop because we start feeling better. We continue because it was the medicine that made us feel better. And recovery is my feel better medicine. My addictions, my hurts, my hangups, my habits, those are the things that weigh me down like an anchor tied to my neck, like an anvil attached to my heel, and I'm just thrown into the water and they pull me under. But Christ gives me buoyancy and continuing to work my steps diligently, to do my daily 10th step inventory, to continue to make that inventory complete, to make amends when I need them, to uh, find myself closer to Christ through prayer and meditation, to spread the message to other people. That's what makes me alive. Today is... Tonight is Monday, and I was in the prison. We we're working with our our inmates on our prison fellowship academy, and we were doing celebrate recovery today. Normally, Saturday is my celebrate recovery day, but we did it Monday because on Saturday we did something a little different. One of our students, who is uh, a leader, not only in class but in the prison, he's a a, a leader. Um, with the Inmate Advisory Council, and he, uh, you know, a lot of people in the prison know this fella, and he's scheduled to go home tomorrow morning, uh, today, as you listen to this. Uh, hopefully, by the time you listen to this, he's he's home. And um, it's we we were we were giving him a send off on Saturday, so we were doing our our celebrate recovery today, and. I taught my lesson and then we broke into our open share groups and in our open share groups in the prison uh, recovery inside, we work on our step study during open share. And the, um, the men were all working on their step study questions with each other in small groups. And, and so this one particular gentleman, since he's going home, he came over and we were just chopping it up uh, by my desk and, and having a, a last conversation. And, what he said to me was, I want to keep this going. I want to be involved with Messed Up Ministries. I want to be involved with Celebrate Recovery on the streets when I go home because I know that that's how I will stay out. This is a gentleman who's been in and out of prison several times in his life and has grown up on the very mean streets of um, Los Angeles. And... He knows what it is to be down. He knows what it is to um, have chaos around him. And he, he wants a different life now. And so he knows he has to do things differently. And this is one of the things that he has seen in his life that's made a difference was working his steps and living that out in front of a group of men who 
watch very carefully the things that go on and who measure very carefully if a person's walk matches their talk and if they back up the things that they say by doing the things that they do. And this is what he wants for his life, is to continue on his road to recovery on the streets. And that just is so uplifting. It's so rewarding to me as a a facilitator for prison fellowship, as a facilitator for Celebrate Recovery inside, as a ministry leader for Celebrate Recovery on the streets. And just as a human being, to see this man who is, uh, you know, beyond the teenage youthful years, he's, you know, near my age, and he wants to make a new life for himself. How beautiful that is. And he's seen the changes that God has made in his life, even while behind bars, and knows that he wants to not just maintain but expand on the growth that he's had in prison. And that just is so, so very amazing, wonderful, encouraging. And and it's it's great because he wants to make this work so that he can be a better human being. And the reason that he's doing that and the reason he even knows about it and the reason he wants to be involved with Messed Up Ministries is because... Messed up ministries exist. And the reason that messed up ministries exist is because, well, first of all, God called me to it. So who am I to say no to God? But you are the people who make this ministry happen. You're the oil in the engine for messed up ministries. Your financial support, your backing of what we're doing, your approval of what we're doing with your prayers, with passing on the link to people so they can listen by reading the books, by reading the blog, by by buying the books, by supporting our Patreon or our text to give. You make this happen and you made it happen for this man who's getting to go home and is going to have a different life and whose parent, family are going to have a different family member because of people like you. And it might not seem like much to you to give a 5 or 10 or $25 donation each month. But it means a lot to him. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the other men who are watching this guy go home and seeing, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. He's blazing a trail for me. I'm just going to follow along. And those guys watched and they know that I've been there and now I'm able to come back. And to see this next generation of missionaries, of ministers, of of people who care, of leaders, (laughs) of Christians, it's just, it's, it's just very heartwarming to me and and uh, I am I'm truly thrilled and and hopefully there's a book coming um, in the years ahead you know this this gentleman's gonna have to clear probation or parole um, and then once he does then then 
he and I have plans to to write a book together about our, our stories and um, and the ministry that we're going to be doing because it's going to be fantastic. So thank you for making that happen. And thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us all these years. 234 shows. That's just, wow. I, I can still see the first show that I did. I could see being up on that stage and, and putting out the 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 plants and the furniture and turning on lights and having this one little mic between me and Christina, the biker chick between us and you know, trying to share this mic. And hopefully the show's gotten better over the years. Uh, I know that it's been my true blessing to do this and to bring this to you. I'd love to have you just copy the link in your podcatcher right now and, and send it to the people in your family. Uh, I'm sure we all have group texts for our family that we're involved in. Just put, say, hey, here's a podcast I've been listening to. Check it out um, and, and see if it doesn't bless you. Um, don't forget to put us on your Facebook feed and Twitter and just, you know, let's blanket the internet with Mess It Up podcasts. Let's mess up the internet with Mess It Up podcasts and Messed Up Ministries and, and see, see where it goes. See if it doesn't uh, feel good. Uh, a, a few weeks back, I challenged you to have a, a fast on news and information fast and stay away from news sites. Be curious to see how that's going for you. If anybody took uh, took me up on that, hit me up with a phone call or a text at 760-608-1942 or, or talk to me on uh, Facebook. Uh, just put a post and say, hey, I took the news fast from uh, Bowtie Guy and and here's what happened to me. Here's Here's how I feel. Here's how it made me better, or here's how it ruined my life. I didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden these things happen. Uh, whatever it is, I, I'd love to know. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Make sure you're using that word of the week chronological in your uh, sentences this week, and you can get yourself 10 bonus points each time you do it. And uh, just one more time, thank you to all of our donors, uh, past, present, and future. Uh, for making this ministry possible and making it happen. Uh, You bless me. I'm humbled. I'm honored. And I will see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.